Happy New Year from the Slightly Credibles podcast. It's 2020, baby, and we want to give a shout out to our friends at Carrillo Muay Thai in Santa Ana, California. This month, they've started an all-women's karate class, and it's appropriate for all skill levels. Check them out at Carrillo Muay Thai on Instagram or Facebook or Yelp. That's C-A-R-R-I-L-L-O Muay Thai. All right, now on to the show. Slightly Credibles. I'm Abby. And I'm Shalee. Ta-da. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today we are going to talk about the Roswell UFO incident. Okay, I knew we were talking about Roswell, but I didn't know there was UFOs involved. What? I didn't know. I don't know what Roswell is. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll start out with that. Roswell is a city in New Mexico. Oh, yep. Yeah. Makes sense. It's a tiny little town, pretty rural. There's lots of crops, and there's a big military installation there. Uh, so there's like a military college, sort of. Were we not just talking about Area 51 two seconds ago? We were, but that is in wow. Nevada. So That's, this is a oh. different thing. Okay. I actually went to Roswell about three months ago now oh my god yeah it was my birthday and ryan took me there because i'm such an alien nerd he was yeah. like, yeah yeah <laughs> so he flew me there we went from vegas and we flew to Roswell. oh my god i know that's a lot of flying yeah husband of flying. the year okay. yeah seriously he did a great job planning the trip okay so the roswell ufo incident, incident. is can i guess what it's gonna be yeah there's a someone's there a mass group of people saw something in the sky and it was a UFO that crashed and then they can never find it now. Kind of. Really? It's pretty close. Oh my god, I watched too many movies. So um it's considered the world's most famous UFO story. Oh, wow. But on Wikipedia, they call it the world's most famous and most exhaustively investigated and most thoroughly debunked UFO claim. So wow. basically what happened was in 1947, in July, William Brazell, a foreman working on the Foster Homestead, noticed a cluster of debris. Okay, and Bill. And found, like, this wreckage. Here's the thing. There's, like, 10,000 different ways people tell the story and the one on wikipedia just happens to be the one that most people accept as the answer so in mid-1947 there was a crash of an unidentified flying object did people see it crash that's what's a little bit unclear so some people say that it was witnessed but the main account was by a guy named bill Bill, his name was William Brazell, but he went by Mac. That was his middle name. Oh my god. And, and I've been calling him Bill this whole time. <laughs> it's okay. That's treacherous. He went by WW Mac Brazell. Alright, Mac, that's kinda hot. <laughs> 
So he and his son were checking on sheep because there had been a big thunderstorm the night before, and that's when he found all the wreckage. In some accounts, they say that he had found what was presumed to be a weather balloon, but in the accounts that are, like, Mm -hmm. alien conspiracy theory accounts, they say that he found this, like, metal that had never been seen before. Nobody knows what happened to these pieces of metal or the weather balloon. Because as soon as people started talking about it and word got around, the army showed up and <gasps> took it away. <gasps> yeah. And so And it's just gone now? It's gone. Okay. <laughs> so So it was an alien ship. But they at the time they were like the um the government was like, Okay, whatever, it's like a balloon. Nobody's oh, uh huh. So, you know, like okay. I'm not falling for that. I'm not falling for that. Are you joking? Later on... The government doesn't come and clean up your trash. <laughs> so, But here's the thing. Later on, in the 1990s, the U.S. military... I'm already on Mac's side on this. I don't need any <laughs> persuading. The U.S. military published a report saying, well, it wasn't really a weather balloon. It was a nuclear test surveillance balloon. So it was this balloon, but it was a balloon used to spy on the Soviets, and they were testing it. Okay, and when did when did the government say this? In the 90s. So, like, way after. Yeah. After everyone is... So, so they found, they took how long to come up with an excuse? Well, no, at they first... They took how many years? At first they said, no, it's a weather balloon. No. But it wasn't just a weather balloon. Later on they were like, P.S., it wasn't just a weather balloon. We weren't completely honest because we were in the Cold War and we didn't want to give away all our military secrets. Okay, so now that you've completely ruined my trust... Yeah. You're just going to lie again. Easy peasy. No, I don't believe it. But if you ever do decide to go to Roswell, our listeners, or Abby, you can go to the UFO Museum, which is... Did you go? Yeah. But, okay. Did you go to the site? No. So you can do that, but you have to make... Well, first of all, the UFO Museum is... A little hole-in-the-wall museum. Love that. And it's been curated by a group of people who really care about UFOs and, like, they made it on their own. Love that. Like, it's Was not... it, like, so funny and small and cute and fun? Yeah. It, but then there's, like, so the first half of the museum is accounts that um, were interviewed from different people who either saw the crash or say that they saw the bodies of aliens at the crash site or that they had worked for the government to cover it up and after that first section of the museum it goes in and then there's like all these other accounts from different people all over the world and their ufo experiences so that the second half of the museum doesn't really have to do with roswell specifically it's just dedicated to other ufo aliens yeah and then there's like cool little kitschy alien things you can take pictures with i love kitschy things it's pretty cool. Kitschy and things are my favorite. I know, me too. I love Kitschy. I'm going to name my daughter Kitschy. No, you're not. <laughs> so at the UFO Museum, there were a lot of accounts uh, that I listened to where the people who told their testimony were basically told by the government. Okay, so basically these people that told their testimony said, this is what they said, the government officials that talked to them, said, do not talk about this. Are you joking? No. So they were saying, we're, like, basically threatening them, saying, if you talk about this, then bad things are going to happen. 
And there was one guy in particular. My jaw just fell to the floor. I wish I could remember his name. There was one gentleman who didn't reveal his name. I love that you just said gentleman. Later. There was one gentleman. Wow, that is like, oh my gosh, that's adorable. He saw the crash. And then when he reported it, and the police came and then the government officials came, they took him for like four days. And his wife didn't see him for four days. They had him in this building and they were interrogating him. And he was the one that they threatened to like say, you don't, you didn't see anything. What? And did later they, on. Did they, does the government, has the government ever said that, like confirmed that that's true? No. Oh. No, it's just this guy's account. Oh, okay. And. Other people in town, though, were like, where is he? Where is he? So other people in town knew he was missing. Oh. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like. Or he could have just been hiding in his shed being like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, but why would you do plan. that? Like if, a weather, <laughs> like, if a weather balloon falls and you saw the weather balloon and you report it, you're not going to hide for days oh, and yeah, be like, so true. hey, um, I hid for four days because I saw a weather balloon crash. That's so true. So I, I don't know. But no, that's so true. But so many people say, hey, it's just a weather balloon. Get over it. But that's not interesting. That's not why we're here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, and the government literally said that it's not just a weather balloon. Yeah. From my understanding, what it is is like a type of weather balloon that, that had like a microphone in it and some other sort of sonar thing to detect nuclear weapons. So it had a microphone in it. Yeah. So this is basically the first model of the government trying to spy on us. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, let's come up with some stupid thing freaking how many years later saying, oh, it's just for nuclear weapons. I think we just had it up there so we could hear the, the Russians in the next door. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> no. We don't believe you. Uh-uh. And where was it? Just floating in the sky? Yeah, that's what they said. There is a military base nearby, so I guess that would be a valid excuse, no. but... I will not take any devil's advocates here. So, well, let's go back. I'm on the UFO, the Roswell UFO Museum website. Ooh. And I'm going to walk us through each step of what they have. Ooh. Mac Brazell, or Will Brazell, said that he found debris from the crash site. Old MacDonald worked on an alien farm. <laughs> where they grow aliens. <laughs> and so they were checking on the sheep because there had been a thunderstorm the night before. When they rode along, they began to notice unusual pieces of what seemed to be metal debris scattered over a large area. He saw a shallow trench in several hundred feet. Like, there was, like, a huge gouge in the ground. What? Several hundred feet long. Um, What? And he took... A trench? Yeah. A weather balloon made a trench? That's, yeah, that's what... This is the UFO website from the What does a weather balloon look like? Like a balloon. Like, I'm thinking of that think guy. So. I'm thinking of that guy, Lawn Chair Larry, who had all those weather balloons. You remember who floated up in the air in the lawn chair? Let's see. Yeah, they're not, like... Those are, those are like, literally just balloons. Yeah, it's just a balloon. No! Where's the metal on that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Where's sense. the mysterious copper material? I don't see it! Okay, so this guy then collected some of these pieces... And he kept it in, like, a storage shed, and he was going to show it later to some of the people who owned the ranch. Yeah, I like Mac. And Mrs. Proctor was one of the people who owned the ranch, and later, Mac Brazell showed up with this metal and was like, hey, look at this. And the Proctors then were like, yo, dude, that doesn't look like anything we know. (laughs) 
They they so you tell me they went, yo, dude. That don't look like nothing we know, man. Yeah, exactly. This is the forties. <laughs> we ain't got aluminum. <laughs> yo, man. So uh, they said just like that. <laughs> hey, this might be from an alien spacecraft. Oh my god, yo, dude. Know what I think this is from? <laughs> Fucking UFOs, bro. <laughs> we got an UFO up in here, man. They had suspected that because there had been several sightings earlier that summer and the what? year before. In yeah. the 40s? Yeah, a lot of people. Mac and his had, friends? Well, not specifically them, just throughout the United States. They were, it was like this big... Throughout the United States? Yeah, it was like this big thing. Like, UFOs started becoming popular and people started reporting them. It started becoming news. Okay. So, then the proctor said to Brazil that he should report the incident. So at the same time, there are reports that show that there was military radar going on at the time of the crash that had been tracking a UFO in the skies over New Mexico for four days. What does that mean? So it means that the military had been tracking the balloon or the spaceship for over the past four days. And then the report also shows that on the night of July 4th, 1947, that the object had gone down. So they knew, hmm. the military had been tracking this object and they knew it had gone down. I'm just imagining, like, these aliens on this ship, like, beep boop, beep, beep boop, beep boop, like, talking to each other. Then all of a sudden there's, like, a thunderstorm coming and they're like, dude, are you seeing this? Dude, maybe we should, like, turn around or something. Then they just get, like, shot down. Oh! You know, like, what do they think? So the debris was cleaned up by the military. Yeah, which does make sense. And um, why would they clean it up? There's no reason for them to clean it up. Well, I think well, obviously if it's an alien spacecraft, then they want to take it for like research. Exactly. If it's a military balloon that was for like nuclear testing, they probably wouldn't want that just hanging out. Just, yeah, they would want to like keep their but property. But why would it be so secrety? I think that they didn't know what to say. Like, if it was an alien thing and they needed to cover it up, then they... Oh my gosh, so do you believe that this was an aliens? Because that's what I'm feeling right now. That's what you're putting out. I mean, it's more (gasps) fun to believe it's aliens. But you don't really believe it? I don't know. Because so many people say, oh, it's debunked, it's debunked. But honestly, like, after I went through the UFO museum, I was like, whoa, they have a lot of evidence saying... otherwise then there were other accounts where people had said oh i saw the debris like because you know that brazil had taken some of the debris put it in a shed oh yeah where's that so he well the military eventually took it because (gasps) you know because why don't say you know why so so the military (laughs) the military is going to take it because it, Why did it's he either tell them he proper had it? because he reported the incident he no. said hey there was like a crash either so, like, look, I found this stuff. He wanted mistakes. to let them know because he thought he was doing the right thing, you know? Yeah. Okay, so here's, we're going to get to the bodies. And I'm just going to read this from the website word for word. Okay. Meanwhile, Glenn Dennis, a young mortician working Glenn? at... Glenn? This is great. A young mortician working at Ballard Funeral Home received some serious calls one afternoon. Oh, he was working at a funeral home? From the morgue. The oh, base mort- I love Glenn. The base mortuary officer was trying to get a hold of some small, <gasps> hermetically sealed coffins and also wanted to know how to preserve bodies that had been exposed to the elements for a few days and avoid contaminating the tissues. Dennis later said that the, that evening he drove to the base hospital where he saw large pieces of wreckage 
with strange engravings on one of the pieces sticking out of the back of a military ambulance. He entered the hospital and was visiting with a nurse when he suddenly he was threatened by military police and forced to leave. The next what? day, Dennis met with the nurse who told him about bodies discovered with the wreckage and drew pictures of them on a prescription pad. <gasps> Within a few days, she was transferred to England and her whereabouts remain unknown. What? Yeah. She was... What? That's what this is. The only person that saw these supposed no, bodies? not the only person. Because there are other accounts at the UFO Museum when you walk through. This one guy said... I saw these bodies, and he described them as, like, gray little aliens, like, those classic... The little gray guys. Yeah. And it... Oh, those poor little guys that died. I know. Um, they were just having a sunset, sun, sunset drive down to Earth. During a thunderstorm. Maybe they were on a date. <laughs> they were on a date. <laughs> he was alien, ancient alien courting rituals. Yeah. Wow, that's sad. Drunk, maybe they were drunk Yeah, time. they were drunk teens, and they're, like, rebelliously driving down to Earth, like, Oh, Mom can't, doesn't let me go to Earth because she says I drive too low. <laughs> they go, and then they die. Don't drink and drive. It got out to the news that there was, like, this whole alien crash, and they even had a press conference featuring what they said was the debris. Now, certain people will disagree and say it was a cover-up. And they, Which is the truth. So basically, everybody you... was like, okay, it's a weather balloon. What? Yeah. And then... Okay, I don't blame them because they're not, like, woke like we are today. <laughs> they don't know that the government lies. They don't lies. know that the government lies yet. Okay, so basically, the conspiracy theory is that the government took the alien spacecraft, took the alien bodies, and hid it. And they, because they didn't want the public to know, and they wanted to research the spacecraft and the aliens for their own uses or their own devices. If you go to the UFO museum and you listen to the recordings, you'll see that these people who say they are witnesses or claim to have seen the spacecraft after it crashed all say the same thing that the government covered it up, that they were threatened. And there's even um, a couple of incidences where somebody wrote a deathbed confession. Because their family was threatened, or they were threatened, like oh their God, life was threatened. As time wore on, it became harder for Roswell researchers to find new evidence to publish because people were dying. There was a potential, though, in the prospect of deathbed confessions from those originally involved in 1947. In 2007, Donald Schmidt and Tom Carey published the book Witness to Roswell, which prominently featured a document said to be a sworn affidavit written by Walter Hott who had written the first Army press release about the Roswell crash in 1947. Wait, the first, he wrote the Army press release? Yes, and you can read the press release at the UFO Museum, and you can read this deathbed confession. The document was apparently kept under seal until his death in 2005, and it described how the debris had been discussed by high-ranking staff and about how Hot had seen alien bodies. <gasps> what?! Yes. That's like evidence. Exact. Well, yeah, but here's, okay, here's the opposite. The claim, however, drew an unimpressed response from even UFOologists, and they said that the document wasn't written by Hot, and that in two, by 2000, his mental state was such that he could not call, recall basic details about his past. Okay, and well, I mean, you remember alien bodies, okay? It would be really interesting to see what his family thought. Because yeah. if his family said, no, he talked about this before, or he, he was in a sound mind to write this, mm. 
Then, yeah, when did he write that document? Because it said that it was kept under wraps until, until he died. Death. Yeah, so that's not really clear. Um, so I think it could go either way. Hey, if anybody out there does more research, let us know what you think. Okay, so there have been so many different accounts and people giving their opinions or what they said they saw mm-hmm. that it's caused a lot of people... Just so much information has caused a lot of people to disagree about what has actually happened. Mm-hmm. Because people could be lying. Yeah. I'm sure some people were. Yeah, for sure. Just, um, like, to be into it. I have a super dark secret that I lied about when I was in elementary school. <laughs> what, do you want to tell the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I will, actually. It's actually really sad. I've never told anyone. Okay. Should I tell you? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is my story. Dun-dun! It was the first time I ever got detention. And detention at my elementary school was basically you just had to stay inside during recess and you couldn't, like, play without the, with the other kids at recess. And, like, my school was so boring. Nothing ever happened. And then the one time that I had detention, the one ever time I had detention, kids got egged out on, out on the recess, out in recess. Kids, like, got eggs thrown at them. Like, from some kids on the railroad tracks, like, teenagers or something, like, threw eggs. So then all these kids came back inside and were like, oh my god, it was crazy! We got eggs thrown at us! And, like, it was nuts! And I was so jealous that they got to, like, be out there. And I was, like, jealous because everybody... Because I was the only one that didn't get egged. Oh! And so... Okay. (laughs) It's such a weird thing. But when you're in elementary school, you, like, want to be a part of things. So then I was, like, I was so upset. I was, like, oh my god, like, I can't believe I, I, like, didn't, like... Like, everybody had so much fun, like, getting eggs. Obviously, it wasn't fun. They literally got eggs thrown at them. But anyways, so then day goes by, I go home, and I lie to my parents. And I'm like, I got eggs thrown at me at school today. And I was, like, pretending like I was, like, one of those kids, you know? I was like, oh, I got the eggs thrown at me. And they're like, what? And my parents were like, <laughs> my parents were like, what? You got eggs thrown at you at school? And I was like, oh my God. I was like yeah, it was crazy. But keep in mind, it was a lie. And so they were like, they were like, what? We're taking you to the school right now. And I was like, oh, oh wait, uh, okay. So then <gasps> they took me to the school, and cops were there because and like taking a por- taking reports from kids that got eggs. And then they asked me about it, and they were like, they were like, what happened? Like, what happened? And I was like, um, there was two kids, and one was wearing a mask. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Oh my gosh, Abby, you're crazy. As an elementary school kid, because I just wanted to be egged like everyone else. Wait, do your parents know you were lying? No. They're going to know I've now. I've never told them that, but now they know. Oh. But I literally, and my parents literally brought me there, and they were like, we thought you were lying, but like, there's cops here and everything, so you better give them a statement. Oh my gosh, but you were lying. I was. You were, oh. It was horrible. I just want to know, like, what you think of aliens in general besides oh, having totally to do with Roswell. I totally believe in aliens. You totally do? Yeah. You believe what about aliens? I believe that they exist and I believe that they're out there and they come to earth and I think there's a lot we don't know. Yeah. And I think maybe the government knows about them and doesn't tell us. I don't really see the point in that, but I don't know, not the government. Mm. Yeah. But I wanted to give some recommendations for people Ooh, yeah. um if they do decide to visit Roswell. So you should go to the UFO museum, but make sure before you go that it's open because it's closed certain times. A lot? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Um, there's lots of souvenir shops hey. 
All of them are alien themed. Love that. All of them. All like 14 that are in this tiny little town. Um, There's Emmy McDonald's that's alien or space themed. Really? You should definitely check it out. Even if you don't eat at McDonald's, it's cute. Fun. And then my favorite thing in the area was the Carlsbad Cavern National Park, which is basically the biggest, 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 biggest cave. It's not the biggest one in the world, but it's big. Wow. It's, like, bigger than any building I've ever been in. What? It's just a cave? It's a cave, but it's, like, got all these different rooms. They filmed movies in the cave. Wow. Um, Ryan got pooped on by a bat. That's hot. Wow, <laughs> that's like, so ah, cool. Oh, my gosh, I got pooped on. That's so cool. Yeah, the Roswell incident, historically ambiguous, cool story, lots of pop culture surrounding it, and it's a really cool tourist trap city. Oh, yeah. So. Go visit. Do Yo, dude. Stay Yo, cool, Roswell. Yo, dude, stay cool. Yo, Roswell. <laughs> stay, stay cool, cool man. <laughs> cool, stay cool. Thank you.